0: What's your price to always line the walls of your home with Lisa Frank planner wallpaper? Or to rescue a Thanksgiving turkey and take it on a cross country road trip? Or to spend the next 12 months living exactly as predicted by your astrology chart? Now let's find out.
1: And by find out, we mean it's time to play Human Values. Check your charts. The moon's just aligned, and I predict that you're going to now be at your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and tickle your feet when you just eat something sweet. We're your hosts, Lindsay Hicks.
0: And Aaron Corney.
1: And also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian Jasmine Ellis. Lindsay, what's your favorite thing to do when you listen to podcasts?
0: Listen! Jasmine, where are you in this world? I am at my apartment in Los Angeles. Yes, 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 in Los Angeles.
2: Sorry, that was probably what you were asking. <laughs> but I mean, both are very good to know.
1: You seem like you're in an, either an underground bunker or in a submarine.
2: Do I sound bad? Like really echoey?
1: No, you you sound great. The environment behind you has this this infinite darkness of things, and it seems like it's sound treated.
2: It is not, but it is like a. I just got a divider off of Amazon because like. I knew I wanted an office space, but we didn't have enough room in our apartment. So I just use a divider and it makes the room, the room. And when I like close the door, like my, my husband doesn't ask me for anything. Like, you know, just like the door is closed. And then when I can deal with things, I open it and I use it as a background when I do auditions. And it just really helps me focus. It's more an ADD thing, but I just need the visual of like, I'm in my office. So I'm working right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wait, can we have a very long talk about learning how to be ADD with having been stuck in our homes for so long these last few years, and now we're like freeing up a little bit, but like life's weird when you just have to stay in one place with ADD, isn't
2: it? Oh, it is. It absolutely is. And I don't understand, even when I go to hotel rooms, I have to create the boundary of like, I work in this space. I eat in this space. I sleep in this space. And I think I I was very lucky to grow up in Texas and, you know, have a house with those kind of separation, but like going through the pandemic in LA and just being like all on top of my partner, I was like, God, I didn't realize how I associated productivity with leaving the house so trying to be productive in the home is hard sometimes
0: yeah that's real where in texas are you from
2: i'm from dallas texas
0: i'm from houston you're from houston oh my gosh well kind of i lived there for a while and then i lived in austin for a while too i actually lived in dallas for a minute like well not dallas dallas but denton do you know denton see i lived in arlington but i just say dallas
2: when i'm talking to someone who's not from texas so i lived in i'm from arlington and then like my, I just, I started comedy in the Dallas scenes. So I feel like I lived there because it was just like long nights, you know, for three years. Uh, then I moved to Austin because I felt like it was a better place to just keep working on my craft and get on stage a lot. And then September of 2020, we moved here, which is crazy, right? But the timing. I Here's the thing. People are always like, why would you move in the middle of the pandemic? I'm like, I didn't know it was the middle. Okay. It felt <laughs> like, it felt like the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> All the trailers said it was the end. They said it was the last one. It was And I didn't know there would be a sequel and a, and a, a trilogy. I did not think it was going to keep going. I didn't think so. And maybe it's still
0: going. We don't know. Yeah, this is true.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I was just having a talk with a friend the other day about how we kind of have, maybe it's because we grew up in the age of television, but we see our lives as like a cast of characters and ensemble and there's like new spin-off shows when a friend goes into something else. Like, do you kind of see it that way? Like, do you have favorite characters? Do you have some seasons. Do you ever see your world that way? Or am I, do I need to see a doctor?
2: <laughs> TikTok made me see it that way. It is a trend right now to be like, I'm just in my filler episodes, hoping <laughs> I get a love interest. Yes. And like, I am so susceptible to TikTok. Like I watch something enough times and then it's just in my head. Like the amount of times this week I've been like, <laughs> It's a chicken salad. You know what I mean? It's just, you just, y'all don't even know that. Y'all aren't on salad talk? No, I'm not on salad talk.
1: Can we just take a whole beat and get into salad talk?
2: No, no. Enjoy your real lives.
1: Well, I'm still on corn talk.
2: I've been on
0: biscuit talk. Taste the biscuit. Taste Taste the goodness of of the biscuit, biscuit. yes. I've been very deep in that talk. And also I've been in a lot of like deep Gayler talk. What is that? Gayler's like gay Taylor Swift, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Gays who love Taylor Swift. Well, it's not just gays who love Taylor Swift. It's gays who believe that Taylor Swift is gay and that she dated Carly Kloss and they had a secret love affair and that her and Diana Agron had an illicit secret love affair as well. The only reason why I don't want to believe that rumor
2: (laughs) is because I want Taylor to be less basic than to have her type be her. Like, every woman yeah. you just described could, like, play Taylor Swift in her biopic. Like, no,
0: she can't be. That's very true. While I do agree with you in ways, I also love girlfriend twins. Girlfriend twin, boyfriend twin, gays that look alike. I find it to be hilarious and incredible.
2: <laughs> I, maybe it's because I'm in an interracial relationship, because I'm always just like, Ugh, I'm gonna tell your mama y'all kissing. Like, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There is an incestuousness to it, and it's not that part that I'm into.
2: Maybe I'm just jealous I don't have the same makeup routine as my partner, and I'm just hating from outside the club because I have to buy my own shit.
0: (laughs) When I was dating women, the best part was sharing clothes. That must be nice. It was the best. I dated one girl because we had the same size shoe.
1: That's not why. Well. You saw her foot, and she's like, excuse me, the rest of me is up here. Like, is that what you
0: did? Well, I'll say I stuck around for a while because we wore the same size shoe.
1: Wow, you're just a two-step Sally.
0: It was just a perk.
1: <laughs> Wait, I really like the idea of like these bookends or like these chapters and segmenting it. So I'm going to do a little transition. I'm going to be a little transition Tommy for us. And let's take this chapter. Let's lick finger, turn page. I don't know last time I did that. And let's go to the next section. You guys want to do a little kickoff? A little mm-hmm. kickoff-a-rooney of the game? You want to play, uh, play in the sandbox with us? I sure do. Well, I got high pitch there. The general idea here with human values, or as the French call it, Lindsay, Human values. <laughs> That's how the French call it. <laughs> the rules are pretty simple. Lindsay's going to tee up three hypothetical questions for today. We'll talk about each one. And here's the kicker. It has to be the least amount you'd be willing to do to do the task, not just how much. So you can't just say a billion dollars and walk away and just be like, suck it. Take that. But a really fun thing is we also get submissions from the listeners. We have an awesome audience poll that people submit to over at humanvaluespodcast.com. So we'll also get to like hear about what other people out there in the universe think about what we have to say. Lindsay? Can you be frank with us.
0: Oh, I'll get real frank with you guys. Here is question number one What is your price to always line the walls of your home with Lisa Frank planner wallpaper? I need some clarity on this one. So, when it says Lisa Frank planner, it's not just Lisa Frank designs, it's specifically like the planner, like the calendar.
1: Well, I think from the 90s, remember when we were kids, the planners you had where you could do like, yeah, the calendar or like it had little sleeves you could put your papers in.
0: Well, because Lisa Frank was not just planners. Lisa Frank was folders, binders, backpacks, clothing, hats,
1: polios,
0: you name it. So if we're talking just planners, that really changes things.
1: Does it change anything, though? I mean, I guess I would think Lisa Frank planners.
0: Well, yeah, because a planner is like calendar days. I don't want to line the walls, my walls with like old calendars well
1: let's go to the cover art then let's do that like on those planners like just the Lisa Frank style I think is really what's Lisa Frank the core style core of that question right is like
0: the neon dolphins the seals the do you remember that Jasmine oh for sure all of
2: it I <laughs> in fact a year ago I planned a Lisa Frank themed bachelorette party what so I'm very aware of all of this there was a panda
1: can you walk us through that
2: one of my really good friends got married and we decided to do something kind of small and chill and so there is a 90s themed Airbnb that you can rent in Dallas. And so we had like a slumber party and I decorated everything Lisa Frank. And it was, yeah. So there was a panda that was a painter. There was a polar bear. there was a set of polar bears. There was the dolphins. You brought up the dolphins.
1: It's always dolphins. Lisa Frank and dolphins on rainbows.
2: The Dalmatians that were, were Dalmatians. Golden Retriever. Yes. Uh, kitty cat. A lot. There were so many characters. So I'm like, it's all fresh in my mind because I looked at it like a year ago. I remember all of this.
1: I feel like everything is like an astrological acid trip iguana.
2: Yes. I think there was an iguana. I think there was an iguana too.
0: There's every, I mean, you name it, it existed. I always really liked the little seal... The little like leopard seal and the tiger baby. Oh yeah, leopard I remember seals were the big. Baby tiger. tiger baby was a big deal for me. <laughs>
1: it's funny that you and I both gravitated to different things. You were like baby tigers and leopard seals. It was for everyone. It was like an, it was like a, all you could eat buffet.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing about decorating in it. Every room of my house to be least like that's a, like visually. There's nothing relaxing or peaceful about. Lisa Frank it's very loud it's very bright it's very busy which on a binder is great but on your walls when you're trying to like sleep and you open your eyes and you're like oh god it's a neon bear like what? like that's not exactly how you want to wake up every morning or go to sleep at night
2: when i first had the question i was just like this sounds great this sounds amazing but you do bring up the point of like Your mental health day in, day out, having every room in your house look the same and be that like bright, startling patterns. You make a good point. Now I'm thinking I'd have to raise my price a little bit because also like for the rest of my life, like I can't change it ever. That's a lot.
0: I'm very susceptible to like visual stimulation. Mm Mm-hmm. I try to keep things calm and neutral. And like, even especially in my bedroom, like even the art on my walls has to be very like calm, neutral, just wood and white and clean. And, but to have that in there, I'm like, would I ever sleep again? I wonder. <laughs> and also if I bring someone back to my house and I'm like, come back to my place. And they're like, Oh, Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, what, this is the biggest red flag I've ever seen
1: definitely they
0: would be like oh my god like what happened to this girl in the 90s that she can't evolve past what triggering thing happened where she's like stuck in this like regressive Lisa Frank (laughs) designed room
1: (laughs) I was just telling Lindsay the other day about how this is house in Culver City that is entirely coated in aluminum sheets I don't know what kind of metal and I just imagine the inside of it might be this it's dark. It's not dark. Why is that dark? I don't know. Like the whole out exterior is this cold metallic exterior and you enter and it's Lisa Frank mm-hmm. up your eyes. I like that contrast.
0: I kind of want to write a murderer character based on this house that's like sheet metal on the, out- on the outside. And then you go inside and it's all like Lisa Frank. And Why like- do
1: you go straight to serial killers the moment I explain home decor, Lindsay?
2: <laughs> I mean, that combination is definitely someone not to be trusted just that terrifying in the outside with this like child's the inside of a child's brain on the inside it's terrifying i can not do it
0: and they use like 90s themed things as murder weapons like um, You know, like a mechanical pencil,
2: a pog that's really a throwing star. And it's like,
0: oh, yeah, definitely pogs are in the mix of murder weapons, but also like a, you know, a blockbuster case that they've sharpened like some sort of prison shank. How often does your 90s nostalgia
1: feel murder horror speculations?
0: Something about the sheet metal really sent me there. Interesting. And then also thinking about like the kind of like 90s trauma.
1: Yeah, I definitely imagine for some reason, like if someone's going to be like doing a scene from Misery with me, like they're just torturing me and like it's all going to hell. It'd be so much more scary with Lisa Frank wallpaper everywhere.
2: It would be unsettling. You know what's funny? I actually liked your idea of Lisa Frank planner wallpaper because in order to have it look like a planner you'd have space that was white or or blue or pink or something so they break it up
1: oh like faint blue lines on white yeah
2: so if you like turn my entire house into a planner and then like the walls hear me out are like made out of the same material that a dry erase board is and then i can like write down what i have to do that with. it's like look as an add person i love I love my crutches. I love my dry erase boards. I love my planners. I actually, my price would go down a lot if it actually was a planner on my walls because then, then I can't miss anything. I can't forget
0: anything. It's right there. I love I love it. Wow. Guys, I have to tell you something I just found. Lisa Frank designed a hotel and the walls are all of her art. The bedspreads are her art. The shower, little dolphin with bubbles, just really the robes, all Lisa Frank towels, Lisa Frank. And I got to say, it's a really cute idea for like a kid's room. You know, I don't have kids, but like, it seems like something a child would really love, which is, I think, one of the other things that makes it creepy for an adult to have
2: (laughs) Okay, one thing I already knew about that because that was location one for that bachelorette party, but we couldn't swing it. So what? we went to the-
0: Really? I mean it looks it looks kind of cool actually. Like here's the thing. I love
2: color, I love kitsch, I love fun. I love things that are, like, Barbie, Disney-inspired. Like, I I don't call myself a Disney adult, but I enjoy Disney. Like, (laughs) you seem the kind of person who does not like Disney adults. And it's fine. It's okay. Like Me? Like, Lindsay.
0: Or Lindsay. Do you not like Disney? No, no. I love Disney adults. I think they're fun. I love Disney. Okay. I wasn't sure. Look, I love kitsch. I love amusements. But I'm talking about, like, when it comes to home. Like, I wouldn't decorate my home entirely in Disney. No.
1: Jasmine, I just want you to know, I would go to karaoke with you and sing A Whole New World in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I just want you to know this. Oh. I want it to be established. It doesn't seem like you questioned it, but I just want you to I know. I think
2: it's fun in doses. Like that the hotel room to me would be like so fun for literally a night, a weekend when yes. you've got like the plan. But like I totally agree with what you're saying about like the sanctity of your home and like needing the peace. I also think if you had asked me this question in 2019, I'd be like I don't think I'd mind. I don't know. I you know because Yes. Oh my god, so true. I didn't think it was possible to spend 7 days straight in your home. I didn't think that. I, I I never thought that would happen to me. But now I feel like at any moment indefinitely, I could be stuck in my house. My house has to be peaceful in every way possible.
0: Yes. Like a real sanctuary has to be because also I got COVID a few months ago. So then for 14 days, I knew I was going to be stuck inside of my house and it made me so happy that I was kind of in here meticulously like making my little space like I like it.
1: You were going crazy though. <laughs> I remember talking to you during that you were losing your mind.
0: I didn't like it, but I could have liked it less. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we had put you in a Lisa Frank hotel for your ill times, it would have been weirder, but would have been fun.
0: To stay in the Lisa Frank hotel? I think I might like to do that. I think that sounds really fun. I would also stay in in any themed hotel. I love it. But to have it be day in day out and escapable would be hard for me.
1: Oh, Hundo P. By the way, the best business idea in the world is take that Lisa Frank Hotel and put a weed dispensary in their lobby. Mm. Like they would be set. Or mushrooms. Ooh. Ooh, a little shroomy boomy. All right. Should we talk dollars?
0: Yes, let's do it. Yeah.
1: A penny? 13 pennies? Million pennies? Billion? Trillion? Penny it up. Penny it down. Take a penny.
0: This is hard for me. Mm -hmm. It's forever. And that is difficult. I would need to know that I had other places to go, lots of trips, lots of ways to escape my sure. home. Could right. I have a second home?
1: I was thinking that because <laughs> then it's in your home, but you have a second home that's your Lisa Frank home.
0: Yeah. Like maybe I have a little pied terre somewhere kooky in like Miami that's my Lisa Frank place, and I can find some way to like tastefully make a Lisa Frank thing. So maybe, you know, for a pied-a-terre in, in Miami. If it still exists after a few years. But then I have to have a whole different place that that's going to be expensive. So to do this forever for the rest of my life, $5 million.
1: That's low for what I was thinking.
0: You didn't say how big the space had to be.
1: That's right. Because the question is the walls of your home. So if you always have that extra home. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. So it's really just paying you to... Cover the cost of that location for life.
0: Mm-hmm. Or I could get a really, really cheap place in like some random state like Nebraska. There's a studio and I could just have that be there and I could Airbnb it or something. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: totes my goats. By the way, you would have to have goats in your Lisa Frank house. For sure. So, okay. All right. Five. I'm actually with you. I'm going to follow your lead, Lindsay. You're going to be the lead duckling in this row of ducks. I'm actually going to follow that. I don't usually like to agree with you on these things, but. I get that. You know what? Five million for a Lisa Frank house. I would probably just get a house. I'd probably get it, I don't know. Yeah, somewhere nice, somewhere decent. And it's just like I'll rent it out the rest of the time. To me, it's a site business. Like you get a really nice house and the five million covers the purchase of the house, maintenance of it, the house owners insurance, and the fees for the community. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. I'm gonna do a Lisa Frank house and I'm gonna have a jello colored swimming pool. Dark green. No, light green.
0: Gorgeous. Yeah jasmine what are you
2: thinking okay so here's the thing i'm still taking it literally as every house you have to live in forever i feel like that's implied in the question so if that is it i think my number is a hundred million
1: i like the honesty and i like you holding us goddamn accountable for once I am. no one <laughs> does it
2: because <laughs> it said for the rest of your life and if there were caveats like It'll be the rest of your life in that one particular house you're never actually in. Like, I think the whole point of this question is to create a mentally unstable space for the the answerer. So how much is my mental health well? You
1: are at the new lead duckling. We're getting in a row. We'll follow you. I think you're holding us accountable. Let's go with you. That's a lot of, a lot of Milskies.
2: Because that's the absolute most I think expect to make. <laughs> like, the, like I'm just realist at this point. Like, most people die within like one tax bracket of how they were raised. You know what I mean? Like, that's really, mm. I just can't foresee myself making more than 100 mil in my lifetime. I just maybe call that unambitious. I'm sure that'd be very disappointing to all of the like, wake up at 5 a.m., believe in yourself. Anybody can be a billionaire, folks. But like, let's be real 100 mil. I get a
1: $542.63 million top max vibe from you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, just first impression. Yeah. Just first impression. I like your $100 million. If it's in your own home, gosh, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, I want to go get James Cameron to develop a new, like, split lens glasses for me that filter light a certain way. So my whole home is all Lisa Frank, you know, vo- rainbow vomit acid colors. And then I wear these glasses when I get home or these contacts that filter out those colors. So it's a nice manila white.
0: Well, I'm sorry. You want James Cameron to make you. James.
1: I I was watching a documentary yesterday about how he's doing Avatar 2 and the new split lens camera things he does for 3D. I'm like, okay, let's get James Cameron visionary to develop my classes for me for this. So I'd say
0: like. He wakes up at 5 a.m.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to double that. I'm going to say $200 million (laughs) so I can get James Cameron to stop whatever movie he's shooting at the bottom of the Marianas Trench to come up for a moment. Hug me. I want to be held by him for at least 30 seconds. (laughs) What? Might as well. I like that the hug is part of the deal. Keep going. I want to hug a guy named Jim. I haven't done it much. And then, yeah. Yeah. Then I'll uh, I'll redecorate all my future homes. And uh, as long as I can come up with that technology, then
0: yeah. I don't like this one. The thought of being in that every single day makes me nauseous. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I feel like it would ruin... So much after some time, if I see hot pink, I'm just going to throw up.
1: You can handle a hot pink.
0: I can handle a hot pink right now. But after 40 years living in a house that's just drenched in hot pink and neon dolphins, I don't know what I'll be like. What if it changes me? You know, I could use a little bit of change, I'm sure. But, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not a good look for me, this whole thing. I don't think. I'm pretty scared about it. So I'm going to say $150 million. Okay.
1: Let's see what some uh, some of our listeners had to say. You guys want to hear about Joyce or you guys want to hear about Douglas?
2: Joyce. Joyce.
1: All right, Joyce is first up. We asked you your thoughts and Joyce said $250,000. Here's Joyce's feelings. There are some really interesting designs out there that I think I could live with. I loved it as a kid and would want enough money for supplies and touch-ups over the years. Joyce is ready for this.
0: Joyce wants it.
1: Douglas, however, said $40 million. <laughs> And Douglas said, I did not know who Lisa Frank was before this question, and now I hate you for introducing me to this awful, awful woman. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) These designs look like a five-year-old shit out their imagination, and a blind person gave the stamp of approval to spread to the masses. I'm really upset. Douglas!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Douglas sounds like no fun. So here's the thing. If you were like, hey, do you want something Lisa Frank in your house I'd be like "hell yeah it's the idea of it being the walls but like Douglas I'm so sorry that you don't understand the magic of a crisp beautiful teal turquoise per- like if it was Lisa even if it was Lisa Frank inspired like if I had like a pastel blue wall and then a pink wall it's it's for me it's just the designs themselves that are a little too much if it's the vibe and the feeling but like Douglas does not sound like a fun time.
1: I can't see you and Douglas having a good time on a road trip together.
2: Oh no! I would irritate Douglas and then tell him he. I'm sorry that he's not in touch with his inner child. Mm.
1: <laughs> but speaking of road trips, Lindsay, you want to get a little gas in that canteen and fire up that vroom vroom voo 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 voo.
0: I'm going to let you sit with that for a minute. <sighs> I'm... Yeah, I want, that's canteen it up. Here's the question. What's your price to rescue a Thanksgiving turkey and take it on a cross-country road trip?
1: Ooh, a little CCRT.
2: Hmm. Okay, you have to factor in how much it's going to cost to reupholster your car, because that turkey's going to shit whenever it feels like shitting. Oh,
1: that turkey's going to make a fiesta in between each siesta.
0: It's going to be a turkey turd parade. Ooh. For
1: sure. A turd raid.
0: (laughs) A turd key.
2: For sure that. Also, I have a sensitive nose, so my number might be really high because I do not like the smells of animals. I don't even like, literally, this is going to be the most hate, this is going to make me the most hated woman in Los Angeles. I don't like dogs at restaurants, even outdoors. I still think your dog smells doggy, and I don't want my food to be around things that smell doggy. I don't like doggy smells and I've never thought to myself, you know, what would make this pasta primavera even better? A Maltese. Gross. I don't like it. I'm not an animal person <laughs> at all. I mean, I enjoy a Lisa Frank painted Maltese, but not like I just, I'm not an animal person at all. So this is, this is going to cost me a lot. <laughs> like...
0: That's incredible. I feel like Jasmine you and I are on the opposite side of the spectrum where I want my dog licking my mouth while I'm eating a pot. Like we, I am obsessed with my dog and have her very close to my face at all times of the day.
1: We were already getting so many letters from PETA before this episode, <laughs> but I feel like it's about to ramp up.
0: I love animals. Maybe at my smellers broke because animal smells have never bothered me. But I love them, and I love turkeys. Fun fact about turkeys, they are very cuddly, and they love hugs. Really? I've hugged like six turkeys. I've
2: never seen a turkey and thought, that's a friend. Have you actually?
0: Not all turkeys. There's a couple of mean turkeys I met that I was like, oh, you're going to try to fight me. But then- I have also met six kind turkeys who did want to hug. And I did hug them and they sat in my lap and just wanted to sit in my lap like a freaking cat.
1: Did you touch their warbles? I don't know what you call it the little gobble gobble, the little flappy little flap flap. Oh yeah. Slap and flap? I was
0: touching, I was touching gobble gobblers all up, all up in that place.
1: What what does it feel like? What's a gobble feel like?
0: Well it
1: seems skin like skinish.
0: It's like skin. It feels like skin. I will say that. Um so here's the thing. I want to rescue every turkey, and I want to drive every turkey wherever they want to go and live forever. For the rest of my life, if I could find a way to do that and be supported financially, I would fully do it. I would be just little old turkey bitch driving around, picking up turkeys, hugging them for a minute, sticking them in the car, and just driving all around with them. I would do that. Would
1: you join like Uber and just select to exclusively pick up seasonal November fowl?
0: Yeah. I would. I would just get a big truck and paint a turkey on it and just be Turkey Lady. I would do this happily, joyfully, would give my life over to turkey transportation. In a like in a place where they felt really comfortable, like some sort of like like a sprinter van that's all decked out on the inside where they can have a warm bed.
2: So you would get a special car for this.
0: Well, yes, because I want them to be really, really comfortable, cozy, to not feel afraid, like they're getting jostled around and to be like, you know, warm, comfortable, protected from the elements, you know, not like one of those like very sad slaughter transport trucks where they're like all blowing around in the wind and they're, you know, pecking each other. Like this is like a like a safe transport that's cozy, comfy, like a little like a little sleepover den.
1: You were built for this.
0: Yeah. I really hope this question
2: inspires you to just go after this. You seem so passionate and just ready to go anyway. Like, I will support your GoFundMe to save the turkeys. I really will. Thank you so much.
1: You could call it driving the turkeys wild as an Instagram account, and everyone just follows you picking up wild hitchhiking turkeys and just giving them a...
0: Yeah, I could, like, I could keep a couple and train them, and we could just do tricks all around town. <laughs>
1: So if you really want to gun it and not sleep too much, it takes a couple of days to do a cross country trip. So is your car ready for this? Do you need a car for it? Like you're going to build yours. Like I'm thinking like, I want to get, to be honest, I want to get enough money to buy a Tesla that'll self-drive me most of that trip so I can sleep legally uh, during it and just get there quick after like two or three days
0: you could also hire a driver mm. Mm.
1: i guess it's what's your price to rescue it and take it
2: so do you check this turkey into a hotel or just leave it in the car overnight because i'm i'm getting a courtyard marriott at least at minimum oh God, <laughs> yes i'm getting a good night's sleep on a 400 count sheet absolutely not i will not lose a night's sleep whatsoever
1: Oh, you're getting your double-weave Egyptian cotton. Trust me, you're fine. But, you know, if it's a Tesla, it'll stay there, keep their conditioner on. That turkey will be sitting fancy.
2: This is an interesting question, because what makes you feel like you've got to rescue this particular turkey? You know what I mean? Like, there's just,
0: is it really going to make an impact? Maybe this turkey knows how to read.
1: Did you think about that?
0: I did not consider that this turkey
2: had, like, the key to humanity. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be around a turkey that could read. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Why? Because it would constantly be like, well, actually, like that kind of thing. <laughs>
1: Wait, that's a talking turkey. That's different than a, re- a literate turkey.
2: I feel like yeah. a turkey, okay, a turkey that can read at the very minimum would act like a five-year-old who's like a six-year-old who's just learned how to read and at least be like reading all the signs out loud. And I don't want to be like, 100-mile marker. Yes, I heard you, honey. Like, I just don't want to deal with
0: a talking turkey. Okay, so maybe the turkey doesn't talk. Maybe it just knows sign language or something.
1: You also don't know what you're getting into because it'd be like a creepy turkey. It could be like a whispering turkey. You ever hear of a whispering turkey? It can read the signs, but then it, every time it wants to talk, it just gets really close to your ear. It says, you're a hundred miles from Dallas. Like, you don't know what kind of creep this turkey's going to be.
2: Okay, so we got to factor in inconvenience. There's a Wendy's up ahead. Did you see it? This I like that this turkey wants to go to Wendy's. Turkeys love Wendy's.
0: I feel like there's nothing vegan at a Wendy's. So I'm just curious. You can get a salad, I'm sure. Wendy's has a salad. Toss them some tomatoes.
1: Noted. So to do the cross country trip, and then you could fly back. So, and you could get a driver. I love this idea of your turkey driver. Like you get a gentleman named Fiero. He's going to drive you and your turkey, and he's not going to ask any questions.
0: I also like the idea of a driver because that means I can be in the back of my sprinter van tending to my turkeys.
2: (laughs) First of all, Lindsay, you multiplied them. We never said more than one. You've made them a family from the beginning.
0: (laughs) If I'm doing this, I'm taking more than one. I'm rescuing as many turkeys as I can.
2: This is like Fifell goes west
1: with turkeys. You're finding like a Eastern European immigrant family of turkeys and <laughs> smuggling them into America.
2: I love this journey for you so much. I just like, I want to <laughs> give you my turkey rejection money so that you can really,
1: like, because I oh gosh. Papa, are we there yet? Are we in New York City yet?
0: Oh, little fiero, we are close. And then turkeys love a rhythmic beat. I'll bring a ukulele and just play them some songs. I have a friend that used to play guitar to turkeys once a week as a volunteer because they apparently really, really love music.
1: Lindsay, do you um <clears throat> do you love turkeys? Like love turkeys?
0: Yeah. Look, I lo- I I love turkeys no more than I. If this was pigs or cows. Or chickens, I would be saying the same thing.
1: That you would sit in the back seat with them as a man named Fiero drove you cross country as you held them. Yeah. What's your price to, to, to do these intimate turkey trips?
2: I'm going to pay off my student loans. going to pay off my debts. I'm going <laughs> to buy me a house. we got to completely get me a burner vehicle. One billion dollars is so how much money I need to do this turkey thing. I hate it more than the Lisa Frank thing. <laughs> really? Yes.
1: It's like four or five days on the road with a turkey. I hate it. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: Sm- I just can't imagine the smell of a turkey next to me. A live bird.
1: Put a thing around its neck. The car freshener thing.
2: Make it smell like a pine tree. Maybe a billion's t- high. Maybe... <laughs> What are y'all numbers? I'll I, I'll I'll definitely I'm I'm into peer pressure. I'll definitely change my numbers.
1: Mine's probably eighty grand because I want a Tesla out of it, and then I want to get it deep cleaned, like really deep cleaned, and maybe reupholstered after, and then I'm good. I got a Tesla out of it.
0: Can I ask? Are the expenses paid? Like if I'm driving a truck, if I'm or a car, or I would bake it in. Like I would I would cover it in like, at places along the way. Like that's all baked into the price.
1: I would put that in. Like I like my eighty grand includes. Not gas, I guess, but buying the vehicle. I would be sleeping in the car. I would be getting everything like laminate covered in, te- in the interior before I go. Like, it's all it's all to cover those costs, in my opinion, plus, plus some uh, food.
2: I think 80 is good. I guess I'll just up it slightly to 100K then, and, and I'll chill out on my billion, because <laughs> I wouldn't want to miss this opportunity. It is a quick flip. You know what? Okay, can I ask you this as the ter- resident turkey expert, Lindsay? Yes. Okay, could I? Leave the turkey in a hotel room or a car and then do some shows.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The turkey doesn't need 24-hour supervision. Bring the turkey on stage with
1: you. Are you kidding? You'll sell out everywhere, the traveling turkey lady.
0: I will not be upstaged. Absolutely
2: not. I said no dogs in the restaurant. You think I want turkeys on my stage? Fair. I'm Jasmine Ellis. Damn it. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I love this! Also, the turkey may get stressed out with all of the laughter and applause. Thank you. Like, see, they're not made for the state. You don't want to stress the. Tur- yeah, they're not made for it.
1: That's fair, Lindsay. Did you give your price?
0: I haven't because it's hard for me to come up with. Because I want zero dollars for this.
1: Okay, that is the least surprising thing I've ever heard on the history of the show.
0: <laughs> In fact, I would give like three fifty for the opportunity.
1: You would give, all right, so minus $350?
0: Negative $350, yes.
1: All right, you heard it here first, folks. Okay, question for you two. Do you, I'm looking at two different submissions for audience prices. Do you want to hear April, or do you want to hear at Trumpetfucker?
2: Damn it. kind of want to go Trumpetfucker.
1: We'll do both. At Trumpet says $1.2 million, and they said, I'd hire a couple people to help me steal the turkey from one of those death farms. They distract the workers while I slide in undetected. After getting this turkey in the car, I'd kill my two accomplices, so there was no way to trace this theft back to me. Then I'd make my way across the country to the Pacific Ocean. We'd watch the sunset on Thanksgiving Day. We'd fall asleep on the beach. The next morning, I'd bring it to a butcher and celebrate Thanksgiving a day
2: late. <gasps> Trumpet fucker, you're not a well person, Mister fucker. Um, can I call you Mister fucker, <laughs> Mister fucker, <laughs> Mister fucker, sir? Um, you don't sound well. There's there was an there was an excess of murders from the beginning to the end. Like there at no point, so, so much death. Also, I don't think he understands how like little the punishment for turkey theft is. Like I don't think that's not rescuing a turkey either. Anything under five hundred dollars isn't even a misdemeanor. Like it's if, if a butterball is thirty two fifty given the year, I think you're good. Like
1: Jesus Christ. All right. April, however, said $40,000 and said, I can't imagine it being very difficult to find a live turkey to save if it's an open range organic farm, We'll just find one near the fence and pop it in the front seat. Then I use this money for one epic road trip. I'd show this turkey some national parks. And at the end of the trip in Maine, where I can find a nice forest for it to live in.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it a lot.
1: I don't think it's going to fare well in, in a forest in Maine.
0: Yeah, you may need to find, like, a little sanctuary for it. Wait, why can't you put a turkey back in the forest? Isn't that where they came from? I don't know. I think know. they're all born on farms, and they may not know how to live.
1: No, no, no. I grew up around wild turkey. They're, they are out in the in the hills.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, that's the name of a liquor. I know that wild turkey is a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we're talking about wild turkeys. We're talking about domesticated turkeys from slaughterhouses, right? Yes, that's how you rescue it. Yeah, right?
1: Okay. Question for you guys. How much do you love existing on this podcast right now?
0: Are you asking us? Like, how are we supposed to answer? Like in
1: numbers? Like a a money amount? So if you guys out there in listening land also feel confused, stick around. Maybe you'll understand what the hell I'm talking about one day if you listen to our episodes. So keep on listening. Send your questions to our website, humanvaluespodcast.com. And uh, send, rate, review, share, and just tell everyone. That was the PSA. If it was confusing, then you're sane.
0: (laughs) Okay. I got a third question for us. (laughs) What is your price to spend the next 12 months living exactly as predicted by your astrology chart? Oh, I love this because- Are you an astrology person? Oh, the astrology
2: person. (gasps) What's your sign? I am a Pisces sun, Virgo rising, Aquarius moon amazing i have an aquarius moon oh cool see i love it you know you big three aaron are you run through do you know your big three yet i have the
1: app thing that told me all this
2: oh okay so you can always tell a dude is like thoroughly ran through if he can spat off his big three like that like oh but yeah. i
1: i'm apparently a quintessential virgo in every way
2: oh i, I get that i get that energy from you uh, <laughs> a little bit <laughs>
1: And apparently, Lindsay is very close with a lot of Virgos, so apparently that's why we're friends.
2: Specifically, September 11th Virgos. I have a friend. I'm I'm not kidding. Um, he used to go by Sammy, but he recently got comfortable going by his real name. He's born September 11th, and his real name is Osama. And we've known each other since like middle school. So in like 2001, when we were like 12 and 13 respectively that was a very strange time to be named Osama and born on September 11th and living yeah. in Texas with bullies. Was, I just always think about him when I find out somebody's birthday is September 11th because, God, there was just a time when we would just not let that go. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it was a weird, especially for, like, I feel like people our age where we were at such like an impressionable age and like it was our first brush with like international politics on that scale. And it was so scary. I mean, for many of us was it was so scary. And so like I just couldn't make sense of it in my little brain.
1: And you thought I'm just going to become friends with tons of people whose birthday is right now.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I did. And so many of the closest people in my life now have that birthday. It's kind of weird how that happens.
2: I feel, I mean, I guess every birthday is pretty common. There's, I found a list one time of like the most and least common. And there's like, you know, anything from like the last two weeks of August through Halloween, it's a fuck ton of birthdays because nine months before that is when everybody has kids, is everybody's doing it. Yep. That's real. When's your birthday, Lindsay?
0: September 25th, Libra. Early Libra. Early Libra.
2: I, I got sign energy from you because how passionate you were about these turkeys.
0: Fucking turkeys, man. Dead giveaway. Uh,
1: Portrait of swords. <laughs>
0: Fucking turkey.
1: (laughs) It's important, you know, that Lindsay and I always wanted to make a show called Getting Stoned at Work because we really want to do a show about people who do mineral work to make businesses more efficient and healthy through their energy. And while talking about that, I learned that Lindsay used to be a, a stone dealer.
0: Oh, well, I worked at a crystal shop
1: you were a stone dealer
2: <laughs> stone dealer feels way more involved in like how the stones end up in the u.s and like you know what i mean like you're doing some work
0: yeah no that's way cool that sounds like i'm like sourcing stones which i wasn't i was doing a lot of shelf cleaning and a lot of people coming in and being like which crystal is best for suicidal thoughts like Ugh. baby you need therapy but also try this quartz
1: how do all the stones tie into astrology just like kind of Kind of get us orbiting orbiting the conversation lightly.
2: oh Lindsay, you should answer because you were the stone dealer.
0: <laughs> well, every sign has a corresponding stone, and I think every like strength and weakness and whatever of every sign will have a corresponding stone. But as far and then there's like birth stones, which people say have power within them, which are crystals. If somebody's like, I'm a Capricorn, I wouldn't be like, oh, I know which crystals. You should have, like, I just don't know that kind of thing.
2: Because it's more like what you need in your life. If you're a Capricorn who feels that you struggle with time management, then, then there's, like, certain stones that are good for balance. Uh, like, this one, right. this book is very silly. I got it at Target, uh, but I love it. It's Crystal Zodiac by Katie Huang. And it breaks down, like, what sign, need, like, what each stone can bring you based on what your sign needs, if that makes sense. So, like, I'm an Ascendant in Virgo, and it's, like... Um, focus stability serenity positive thoughts as a as a virgo rising i tend to be very critical and kind of negative so a stone for positive thoughts can kind of help that because like virgo risings are more like it's more like all of the showy traits of virgo Like, remember I said I would love to have calendars on my walls? That's very surface level Virgo, but it doesn't actually help you be any more organized. It's not like a core. It's fair, it's, that's fair. I like coming off put together. Like early, like your producer was like, oh, you didn't have to get all dressed up for this. And I was like, I'm always fabulous. You know, like that's very surface level Virgo. Amazing.
1: By the way, you have excellent hair. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent.
2: Good hair you got there. Roller. I did a roller set and then like just see what I mean? it's just, it was a, it was a roller set week. So like lots of, lots of things like that, but, um, living like, and as like my astrologer would say. So I actually had a reading. I got it as a gift for, as a thank you for doing a comedy show.
1: Think about, as you explain this, cause this sounds really interesting. You're going to have to follow whatever you were told. So let's talk about in that context too, of like what you heard for and then year. what wasn't true. You have to stick to it. So what did they say?
2: My astrologer, shout out to Lars Mellis, who's also a stand-up comic in L.A. and an astrologer. He told me that I would have some financial problems from August through November. And I am. So, um... Almost done. um, He said that it would be ideal to make sure to handle business when it comes to my life because I could have some negative ramifications in the next two to three years. He's like, I'm sensing things like an audit. So when you say follow it, do you mean don't fix the financial stuff?
1: I guess you have to force those things to happen. No, if you have to spend the next 12 months living as predicted by an astrology chart, then I guess you have to like run yourself into an audit.
2: <laughs> like, he said I could prevent it though by handling things, and so I like I like you know legitimize my LLC because he suggested it. <laughs> I mean it was probably a good idea anyway, but I was like, I mean if even the stars are doing it, like
1: I mean you smell of incorporation, so I I picked that up the moment we joined.
2: <laughs> so would I live the way an astrologer told me to? The thing is, the astrologers don't tell you; it's more like they just read what's already there. But I like you. I, okay, this is. I'm the worst person to answer this question because I believe in astrology so much. I don't think you have a choice. I think you're already doing it. So sure, I'd like a couple million dollars for fun. Like I was going to follow the stars anyway. You can't control it.
1: But what if they tell you anything that might happen that you then have to make happen? Like you're going to discover new love. This year or something, it's like okay. Well, you're married, so like, do you have to go pursue new love this year? How much, you know what I mean? Like, whatever they say, you you have to follow.
2: I Again, I hate. I am not trying to be super contrarian.
1: I'm trying to be a homewrecker. I, I want know, to be very being, transparent here. I'm trying to be a homewrecker, and I am going. I to, know, and
2: I'm not trying to be super contrarian, but literally, if some, if I read something in my horoscope that said you will discover new love, and then I'd be like. My sister just had a baby, my niece, a new love. <laughs> like you can you can make it mean whatever you want it to. That's why I think it's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Or a new hobby, or a new place that you go, that you vacation to that becomes a new location that you love. Like all the thing about astrology is so much of it is just interpretation. And like it's all very Not super general, but it's pretty general. I think that like there's a direction that like the stars are pointing to, but none of it is like on April 29th, you are going to get a really bad haircut. Like that's not really a thing.
1: So it's not going to be, I'm naive to this stuff. So it's not going to be like this year, you're going to be obsessed with shaving a (laughs) sloth.
2: What? That could happen. Here's how astrology would write that. Expect new hobbies and passions to be ignited within you this year.
0: That's And take things slow. (laughs) Can I throw a few
1: more at you guys? Yeah. Can we do this? Can I give you guys some like weird stuff that might happen and how what's like a holistic?
2: Yes. Let's translate English to astrology. Yes.
1: So if someone told you and you'll tell me, I guess, how an astrologer would lay it out. So if somebody told you that you're going to be obsessed with blinds for a month this year.
2: You seek out more control of your visions this year. Ooh. It's up to you what you
0: let in. Oh, oh, I like
1: that. Okay, you run the risk of being dangerously interested in spending all of your free time at the local aquarium.
0: A Pisces will enter your life. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. That was perfect. (laughs) (laughs)
2: and it could be like do you mean fish do you mean literal fish do you mean fish in an aquarium like yeah i think that's why we eat it up because it's just so up for interpretation so like i always feel like my horoscopes right well okay i used to think horoscopes were dumb until i learned about the big three and now i'm just like oh it all makes sense
1: the big three
2: so okay the moment you're born every planet in the sky is in a different place and they make up different parts of your chart so you have your sun. Most people just know their sun. Like your sun is your Virgo, your Libra. I'm a Pisces. That's your sun. You got your rising. That's like the ascendant. Uh, I know. and though I know. I sound real woo-woo. All right. Think about it like this. They control different no, parts of you. It. Your rising is like how you come off to people. It's your first impression. Your sun is like your kind of your immature or base self. It's kind of who you are before you... Uh, grow into your full personality, and then your moon is who you are when you're the most comfortable. Then there's other stuff, and I promise I'm not going to keep going with this. But like the big one that girls, especially if you're, you're if you if you date women folk, will ask about is the Venus because Venus controls like how you love, and then your Mars because that's how you fight. So it's like those are big like your conflict things. Like so,
0: I just think it's so. Once you learn it all, it's I know. Jasmine, can I ask you a question because you're a person that seems to know a little bit about this and you may have an opinion? Okay. What are your thoughts on planned C-sections? Here's the situation. I was supposed to be born, I think on October 4th, but, or October something like that, but my dad had to go on a business trip and he wanted to make sure that he met the new baby before he left. So they planned a cesarean before he had to go on his business trip. So I was born on September 25th, which is still in Libra, but a week early or two. Which could have
2: changed every single other thing about your chart, which can change all these other parts of your personality.
0: Exactly. So
2: I know, I know that makes it tricky because it's like, really, does every person born at the same time have the same person, you know, right? Okay, well, your mom was already going to have a C-section, right? They didn't just decide on a C-section so your dad's business trip didn't have to be moved, right? They did. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. Um. No. Okay. I, I I now have a lot of opinions about your your dad and his relationship to work, but that's not what you're asking me. About. <laughs> <laughs> and also, your mother's willingness to have a major surgery, like, but like that's, <laughs> but uh, it's up to each person, you know, whatever they decide to do. Okay. I think it's kind of messed up to try and have a hand in what your astrological sign of your kid is going to be. Like, I just think you got to take people as they are. And I think life brings you challenges for a reason. And they'll be what they are. But I also say that as someone who grew up with a Virgo mother, I had no say in that. My life was nothing but hardships. And I don't think other people should get a choice. Like, you don't think think moms of Scorpio babies want to do something about that? No, they have to suffer. They have to suffer with a judgmental child. But listen, (laughs) I think you take the cards you were astrologically dealt. I really do. I don't like it. It's cheating.
1: No offense to your mom. Wouldn't that cesarean section have been a cosmic inevitability? So what was meant to be happened?
2: There you go. Exactly. I think so. I mean, because also people can be born early or later. It's all cosmically meant to be what it is. You're meant to have the pieces you have, I think. I don't know. The the writers of my story just, they do what they want to do. I'm just a character. So mm-hmm. then
1: in this case, do you guys really not need to be paid for this? You like you cosmically believe that you don't need like for this question. Is this a zero dollars answer then?
2: If I can get paid, I'm going to get paid.
1: But it's what's the least amount you're willing to be paid to do it. I'm going to hold you. to You held me accountable on question one. I'm coming right back at you right now. And I'm going to hold you, <laughs> hold you the accountable. The thing
2: is, I mean, wait, okay. Ooh, caveat. Can I see the chart
0: before I make the agreement? And who's making the chart? Do I get to choose the astrologer?
1: All right. I'll answer this real fast. Okay. uh, You do not get to see it before. It's going to be your reading and it's going to be somebody you trust. You choose who it is, but you don't get to do the reading until after you sign the contract for this. What's the other question?
0: I think those are the only questions. You're welcome. (laughs) I'll take
2: 75K. Is that too much? Was that more than you expected me to say? No, I
1: actually didn't have an answer ready. And I loved that answer. And I thought I was going to be way higher than you. And you just dropped in with a clean number.
2: Anything I'm obligated to do is now a job. What's the minimum salary I want to accept at this point in my career? Mm. I think I'm worth 75K. That would cover my expenses to live in Los Angeles. That way, no matter what goes wrong in my life, I go, it's, this is my job. My job is living like this astrologer told me to. I got a clock in every day. I agree to it.
1: You know what? I, I'm with you on that one. Just to be petty for no reason, I'm going to say 76,000.
2: Yeah, because you're a man. So you're going to get paid more than me. Absolutely
0: fine wage
1: gap damn right I'm a man (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) so I'm gonna say 90k because I want to beat Aaron by more (laughs) but also it's forcing fate a little bit in a way and I feel like if you were to let things go with the flow who knows but forcing fate I feel like things could get a little dicey and I just want to be prepared for that
1: all right let's see what some of our listeners thought about all that because that sounded good do you guys want to hear about Frank or hear about Adam first Adam. All right. Adam said forty-five million dollars. Let's read what Adam wrote. So you're telling me the stars might tell me to live in Alabama, eat only hot dogs, date only old people, and quit my job to work as a Civil War reenactor? No, thank you.
2: <laughs> Adam doesn't know shit about astrology. Men, right? Men. Adam has never
0: read an astrology.
2: <laughs> I just, I think it's so funny the rage that some men have at the idea of someone telling them what to do. They're like,
0: "Wait, what? Me?"
2: Not getting to make my own choices. Flip a table. <laughs> Adam sounds like an Aries. Fuck him. Uh, go
1: on. Oh, man. All right. What about Frank? How you feeling about Frank before I read you what Frank sent? What's your vibe on Frank?
2: Off the name Frank, he's got to be at least 40 plus. So um, I think he's going to come in hot like Adam and then at the end say something that makes it sound like he's considered it.
1: Frank says 100 Milskis and says, I'm not 100% sure what this entails, but this takes away a lot of free will.
0: Didn't I nail it? <laughs> Yes. Frank says, I don't know what it means, but it sounds bad, <laughs> but I'm open to it.
1: <laughs> all right. At this point, we've kind of gone through three what's your prices? We've taken our money and we're kind of have a, uh, a cost that each of us in all would have to cash out to do everything here today. Lindsay's about to tell you what math gave us. The math gods shined upon us and tell us the answers, but do you have a guess about who might have spent the most or least out of the three of us today? Or were not spent the most, but required the most.
2: I'm going to say the least would be Lindsay because she was the only one who took a negative amount of money to do something terrible. <laughs> but I wasn't keeping up. But I feel like it's you because you're the only one in a deficit right now.
1: <laughs> Lindsay, you want to you want to rip that cloth right off the table and see if the dishes where the dishes fall?
0: Oh, I'm going to rip. The, yeah. Sorry, I was going to It was yeah. gonna go bad. Um yeah. Yeah, let's. Uh, I love
1: that you messed up a transition. I'm this, I usually make them awkward. Look at you. Well,
0: I was going to rhyme something and it was gross. And so I decided to not say it.
2: Rip the tip? Oh.
0: Yeah, yes, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to rip the tip. rip right this off tip. Ew, like what does it mean? But it doesn't sound good. So the person who required the most from the three questions is Aaron at 200.1 million. Thank you. The person in the middle is me at $150,090,000. And then the person who asked for the least amount of money is Jasmine at $100.17 million.
1: Look at you being reasonable.
2: That actually doesn't surprise me because I'm a stand up comedian. Like the amount of times I'm like, oh, I should be so, l- oh, you're going to give me nachos? Oh my God, I should be so lucky
0: to get the chance to do my job. It's like, one chicken wing per minute on stage cool yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm definitely trauma bonded to poverty at this point i don't even <laughs> like, i don't even consider my worth uh, wow this is eye opening
0: here
1: <laughs> but it's been lovely having you on and playing this game. Thanks for hopping in the sandbox and just playing with the sand.
0: Yeah. This was so fun, Jasmine. I want to talk astrology with you for 700 hours. <laughs> I love that we found middle ground because
2: at first I wasn't sure we were going to meet in the middle. You didn't you didn't love neon as much as I love turkeys,
0: but we both love star shit. I love that for us. We found our way <laughs> to each other.
1: I was worried about the two of you and I'm really happy to see that this worked out. <laughs> Jasmine, if anyone out there just wants to go through a similar adventure of finding themselves through and with you, where can they find you? What are you up to? What's going on? Let people into your world.
2: Yeah, so I'm on all the social media apps at Jasmine Ellis Comedy, just like it sounds. There's an E at the end of Jasmine. And an e at the beginning of Ellis, so don't miss them. Um, I have an album out that you can listen to called Nobody's Queen. It's on uh, all the all the streaming places, and it's also special that you can watch on Amazon Prime or Dryware Comedy. Uh, and I also have another album called Trash Baby. So they both came out in 2020. Very different things, um, but I just I love them so much, and they're a lot of fun. If you're in LA, come see me. I have shows all the time. Timing wise, we'll just have to check out my website, Jazz and Ellis Comedy,
0: to see what shows I'm doing that week. Amazing! I can't wait to come see you.
1: Listen, I think that all that glitters is gold and you are both glitter and gold.
0: I couldn't agree more. This episode was written in the stars to happen. And I'm so happy that you joined us today, Jasmine.
1: Thanks for being our cosmic inevitability.
0: (laughs) Thank you,
2: Lindsay. Thank you, Erin. This is so fun. And we're
1: back. Hey, editor, editor, stop the music here. Lindsay, sing about your feelings.
0: Jasmine Ellis, she's a princess from the sky. Look at her dress and look at her stuff. She's a princess on high.
1: Andrew, you there? Andrew, all right. You can turn on the music here. All right. So we had a lot of fun doing all the stuff like that thing we just did there with Lindsay singing. Lindsay, you you have a, a great voice. Thanks. You know who else has a great voice? Our listeners. They sure do. And we love when you guys use your voice. So come on over to humanvaluespodcast.com and help us know your worth. Tell us your prices on our polls. Give us your own crazy what's your price questions. Again, just come hang out with us over at humanvaluespodcast.com. Lindsay, take that rocket ship and fly, fly high.
0: Something that would make my mom proud of me is if you left a review on your favorite podcasting app and left a rating while you're there. And then maybe we'll choose you for a shout out and I'll know my mom likes me.
1: I may not be your mom, Lindsay, but I am your co-host, Aaron Corney.
0: Hey, and I'm Lindsay Hicks. My
1: co-host. Wait, does that work? Let's do it. Special thanks to our guest this week, Jasmine Ellis.
0: Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Ruben corney Our editor is Andrew Sims. And our engineer is Jason Portizo. And our music is by Omer Bensby. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode is expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values host, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human values, the
1: human content. That's oh, of Yeah, 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 Oh, girl. You've been talking